The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to another video game to the max. This is episode 157, and I'm your host Sean Garman. Here with me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Howdy. All right. Well, uh, you've at least kept it tidy to somewhat reasonable time frame this time. Uh, so. You know, I, I know we've been playing some things, but I guess before we get into that, you know, the right before, or like right after we did the podcast, I did the whole reveal of Far Cry 5, the setting, some of the characters, all that stuff. I know this is old now for people, but I just want to kind of get this out of the way so we can talk about it and, and all that. I mean, what do you think? Do you like the what they presented me being from yeah. the south, it's kind of it's kind of funny. So it's just... I watched uh, all four trailers. They had like one like quasi cinematic trailer, and then like three mm-hmm. character trailers. It looked good. Uh, I guess I'd be curious how they incorporate the, those elements into like the Far Cry world <laughs> or like the gameplay. Like, do I have to kill five humans to craft a better wallet? Or <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like the controversy generated. Like, uh, there's this dumbass petition going like, "Oh, it's anti-American," and it's like, "You idiots! Did you even play the other two? <laughs> yeah, I think you know. Obviously, it being set in an American state, yeah. Yeah. even though it's a fictional city, it you know the the American you know a riff off of the American flags being used. It's obviously that they're Midwestern, sort of almost rednecky, you could say, type characters. Uh, you know, it's you know, there's the the church and all that being there too. The that's the the trailer with the uh, the pastor with the gun inside the Bible. I mean, that's a little you know. Uh, I'm sure that's gonna ruffle feathers for people that see it. But no, let, let's be honest. It generates attention to the game to be a bit controversial, right? I mean, Grand Theft Auto's done this for years. So yeah. let's not act like because it's in the set in the United States that we need to all of a sudden be holier than thou that there cannot be a game set there and, and be controversial. It is, I just think it's so silly. People just, let's cancel the game. Come on. Yeah, someone's suggesting, like, they change the, they change the character, they change, like, the story. It's like, that game's, I mean, it's not, it's obviously not done because it's coming out next year, but it's, I would say at least by 70% done. <laughs> like, they're not going to change shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not going to. I mean, I don't know how I feel about, 
let me tell tell me about a game that's coming out in nine months. Uh, you know, but that's what E3 is for. I'm sure we'll get more, you know, well, gameplay and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Considering uh, some of the delays that have happened in the past few weeks and even this week, like family saying having a set date or at least a set month is, I I think it's good, honestly. Like. Let's just hope it uh, doesn't get delayed again, because we've seen this before, where they set a date, we get there, we get there, we go, oh man, it's coming, and then, bam, yeah. you know, uh, didn't, uh, they they started out with a date for Middle of Earth Shadows of War, and now it's been delayed till October, so. Well, the original date know. was like August, so it's right. three months, which isn't, I, that's, not a, that's not a bad delay, honestly, but. Yeah, it's not huge, but then, you know, you could have been coming out at a time where people really could have taken advantage of your game. Now you're coming out not in that total fall area, but you're coming close enough to it where there could be other games and, you know, it can be an issue for you. But a game that has such praise like uh, the first one did, it probably might skate that a little bit, but I really like the... The three characters that we saw, they're interesting. They let you know a little enough that you decide one way or the other, I think, whether you kind of like them or not. I like this. uh, Go ahead, yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, like, I like the just the way they're presented and just they kind of have a backstory and that kind of thing and not just, okay, here's a group of people. This is what the game's about and... You know, you're done. There, there's stuff there. Uh, well, I have... I'll be curious how they introduced the bad guy or, like, the, his group. Like, if they will be, like, named characters or just kind of throwaway characters or will just be the bad guy. Um, but I really hope that in this one, in Far Cry 5, they handle character interaction better than in Far Cry 4. Because that was, like, one thing I really didn't like about that game. Yeah, I would agree. It's it didn't seem very. Uh, there was a few characters that kind of mattered, but for the most part, it felt like you know yeah, they weren't yeah. really that important. No, there were like four characters in that. Like aside from the bad guy, there were like four characters in that game you could like talk to, and that was about it. And it's like, eh, I mean, all right, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's what I'm worried about, too, is, like, is it going to be these three characters and maybe one other person and then be the your, uh, the bad guys? Like, yeah, they'll be, like, your primary quest givers or mission, you know, mission, obje- like, givers, stuff like that. Yeah, I, you know, I, if it winds up just being more Far Cry with a different setting and a different story, I don't have a problem with it either. Just let's... Yeah. I mean, they've been good, so, you know, until yeah, they make a really, bad one. I didn't really see anything new in that one trailer they showed that had, like, a, had some gameplay in it. Like, maybe there was, I just didn't see it, but I, I mean, I'll still play that game. Hey, you get to use pitchforks. I'm down for that. Game uh, of the year now. And dogs. You get to have uh, dogs as your pets, and they can actually go and retrieve guns for you, even. That reminds me of, like, Far Cry Primal. Hey, they took some... Uh, I mean, I could see 
considering how that game is set, I could see people training their dogs to go get guns for them. It makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so, you know, we'll probably know more at E3 when at one of the press conferences, you know, Ubisoft's own conference, not to mention probably at least Sony's will get some stuff there. So I guess just got to wait and see on that front. But, uh, I know you've been playing some games. Yeah. Uh, I picked up Kingdom Hearts, uh, 1.5 and 2.5, that collection on PS4. It's fine. I've been playing, like, through Kingdom Hearts 1. I'm at, uh, Monstro, the stupid uh, whale. Yes, the whale from uh, the... That, that game, I forgot how rough that game starts. Like, just slow to get going. Still not as slow as number two. Yeah, I'm dreading that one, because that's, that's at least, like, a six... I think, when I first played the two, I think it took me six hours to get out of that first area... Like, I, I think it'd take me, like, three hours, but still, that's a long tutorial. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, uh, little Persona 5, like usual. Uh, I got Guilty Gear Zerd Revelator 2, which, here's the review, it has two more characters. That's it. <laughs> you should just copy and paste your old review, and then just put in a thing at the top. Here's the new stuff. I'm, I'm just going to link both. I reviewed Zerd Sign. That was the first one. and The first Revelator. So I'm just going to link them both and go. It has two, two new characters. And apparently balance changes that I don't know about. And that's about it. God. If there are fans of that game in... Uh... In the comments section, I'm sure you will hear about it. I, I, uh, I don't mind. I don't mind updates to games like Street Fighter. I thought like every iteration of Street Fighter Four is pretty decent because it had at least right. four new characters. And I think Ultra Street Fighter Four is the best one because it had like uh, different like different moves, and as you could switch between like the two Ultra moves, stuff like that. But this is literally two new characters and a new non-playable story anime oh boy so it's the the story another one hour spectacle yeah i i press play and i walked away and it eventually <sighs> it eventually finished i got money from watching it like uh, even if it was good which i mean it looks fine like i'm not gonna, I, I mean i'm not gonna like bash the quality of the anime like it looks good but it is so dense and hard to get into that there's no one, no way any normal person could be interested in, like, watching it. Like, you're an anime fan, and I could I could have you watch it. So why is it so dense? Because it's trying to tie into uh, crap from all the games, which is Strike 1. And Strike 2 is it has characters... One of the main characters in this anime is that man. <laughs> That like that is the character's name is that man, and I'm like, all right. And there's a bunch of like weird lizard creatures like who are like uh, bureaucrats who are just hanging around, and I have no no idea what the fuck is going on. And there's like a whole there's a whole fact for the movie, like to explain what is going on. And it's like once you've reached this point, it's maybe trying maybe time to try to stop this. 
Wow. Yeah, I mean, if you do have to have a fact to explain your story mode, that's like, that's who is an issue. That man. <laughs> the question in everyone's minds. <laughs> Uh, I mean, but shouldn't a, a game be given some kind of, you know, plaudits for trying to go to its hardcore fans, I guess? I mean, that's what I mean, they're aiming... That's the people that are going to buy this update, is, are the fans that really like these games. I'd imagine not a new person. Well, no, because there are. it's already offered as DLC for the first Revelator. You can just buy it as a $20 add-on for the two characters. Twenty dollars so, to do characters, jeez. Yeah. So I, I don't buy that argument because they're releasing this as a full product for forty. Um, mm, okay. I mean, fan, fans will buy it. I mean, regardless, but it's just like it's not like it's a weird thing because like the training mode in that game is like so good at teaching new players how to play the game. Like compared to most fighting games, and then I have basically no story mode is insane. Yeah, that seems. I don't like. I don't need something as in depth as like Injustice Two or Mortal Kombat X. Like, they're that that's beyond them probably. But I mean, just a pick a character and play five or six fights, and maybe have some basic story sprinkled in. Like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, like most fighting games, where like every two or three fights, there's some kind of little story thing that happens before. Yeah, like I don't yeah. need a... Uh, like, a uh, like, understanding some of the characters' motivations would be helpful. <laughs> eh, I guess they just expect you to get it. Um, and, you and yeah, I he, both played the same game. Yeah, so. as I mentioned, uh, Victor Vran, it's coming out on PS4, I think, in a few days. Uh, it's fine. It's a Diablo clone. Um, it's a little more action-oriented than, like, I would say Diablo, or especially Van Helsing. Because you can, uh, roll, uh, you can do that in Diablo 3, but this one feels a little more peppy. And it can jump, and, like, wall jump and stuff like that. Uh, it has two DLCs included. Uh, one's, like, Shattered World, I think. I haven't played that one. Fractured, Fractured yeah, World, I think, yeah. Whatever. Uh... But the other one is like a Motorhead DLC, which is weird. Very it's weird. awesome. You just get to hear Motorhead the whole time while you play. While, while, and, Lloyd, while Lloyd Kaufman talks to you. <laughs> yes, while Lloyd Kaufman talks to you and Lemmy's there, but he wants yeah, to be left alone to play his poker game. Uh, this, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, the intro to that story... Or, like, that DLC is insane. Like, <laughs> I, I typed it out for a friend of mine, and, I'll, like, this is the first sentence, uh, or three, first few f- sentences. The pub at the end of the, uh, the pub at the end of time stands here, as it has always been. The power of rock keeps it whole, and with purpose. A place where the rebellious misfit who wanders the world can get lost in the anarchy anarchic revolt of music bravely trying one of the hazardous concoctions mixed by Lloyd. And it's like, yep. Alright. Yeah, and then like Snaggletooth apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like that good. game is, like, it's not 
it's not like Diablo because Diablo had like specific classes, like you know, war, yeah. like basically warrior, mage, rogue, stuff like that. This one you always play as Victor. Uh, your class is determined, or really your attacks are determined by, by what weapon you're holding. So like, well, hammer, and the uh, the outfit. Yeah, I, yeah, like the outfits are pretty. Outfits are basically like you can get more special meter if you take damage, or it always regenerates, but you don't take. Then you don't get the special meter, like if you take damage. Basically, that's not a huge difference. But like you're, you only have three attacks per weapon. Uh, one's like a basic attack, and then like two are more like specialized. And t- they have like cooldowns. But like weapon variety is like very important. Like you have guns or swords or hammers or guitars mm. and this motorhead motorhead thing. Which I haven't tried yet. Which so. seemed like the weakest. Weapon, which is kind of ironic, but yeah, wouldn't surprise me. I'm using like the scythe right now, which is pretty good. And then yeah, like, that's what I just got. Good. Yeah, but it's good. Like it's good. I played it on a PC a while ago because it's been out on PC for a few years, at least a year, and it's been a, it's a good game. Yeah, uh, I I enjoy it. It's like I, I just go ahead. Go on. Oh, good. I, I I mean I played like an hour and a half while I was we were doing the the wrestling podcast and uh, I I got to switch with I, I got everything from the shotgun to the hammer which I liked using the hammer the most and I got the scythe right towards the end before I stopped playing and I got the ability to like switch between the two weapons yeah um, that, that's helpful and yeah yeah also like get something called destiny cards which can like give you boosts like more health or more critical damage stuff like that which is like, pretty helpful once you get them yeah i got the ho- the one that gives you like 250 health added or i think i have one now that whenever a critical attack happens it causes an, an explosion so that's pretty fun <laughs> <laughs> i and you do have like the uh, the specials which seem like they take forever to go on yeah and the delay is sometimes annoying when you got this big enemy in front of you and you're like i want to kill this thing come on (laughs) the one the one kind of cool thing about that game is every dungeon has challenges built into it so you'll go in a dungeon and it'll be like kill 30 enemies with a shotgun or kill 80 enemies within two like three minutes and when you when you do you get like a bunch of loot or experience or stuff like that, which is kind of fun. The uh, thing where it like phases in and out when you go towards something to like let you look into what's there, even though you can't go in that door or go in that area, that's a little jarring. Uh, yeah, but you have camera control, so you can just swing the camera around. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying like it just it feels like it's two different graphics going on. When it uh, phases into letting you see what's there, and then phases back out to the yeah. Uh, but you that, know, for yeah, I was gonna say just for a twenty dollar Diablo clone, it's serviceable. <laughs> is that how much it is? I would assume so, maybe fifteen. But it's gonna be more than twenty. I can pretty much guarantee you that. Hold on. Oh, because well, we're playing the PS4 version, so I want to. Uh, confirm that really quick before we... Even though I don't know that I'm going to find that somewhere because they like on, to not tell you the price anymore. On Steam, it's 20 so 
I would assume twenty because I mean it is pecking in DLC, but I don't think it, I don't. Think it is forty. Wow, that is a lot. Well, you get okay. So if you don't want to spend forty dollars on the Overkill edition, uh, Victor Brand is available as a standalone title. Uh, for uh, I think it's it would be twenty. And yeah. then you can buy the two DLC packs for twelve dollars. Yeah. So you can save yourself eight bucks, I guess, if you yeah. buy it separately. But also, the outfits are DLC, also. So that's where. Ah, okay. But yeah, we should play that game sometime online. Oh, we should. Oh, we can play together, right? Yeah. As oh. four up to four player co-op. So. Well, geez, we need to do that. Uh. Let me know the next time that you're playing, and I'll let you know if I'm at home, and we can kick some ass. Uh, but, uh, it, I mean, anything else you were checking out no, here? Like, just Kingdom Hearts. I mean, I actually weirdly like that game. Like, I really hate the story of it, but I just like the actual gameplay of it. Like, of, oh. like enemies, or, like, combat. <laughs> oh, well, the gameplay has always been what's great about Kingdom Hearts. It's the story. The story is just convoluted as all hell, and it gets more convoluted as you go into the games. And it's like, I need to—I feel like I need to keep a journal just to know what the, so I can go through and try to decipher all these messages later. It's like, man, we're we're trying to be too crazy for our own good here. No I also forgot else. how bad certain elements of that game still are. Like, like I always hate the gummy ship stuff. Um, oh god! But like, I did the jungle or the uh, jungle sliding mini game, mm. and that was terrible. Uh, and I did like uh, some other mini game, and I'm just like, this is awful. Like, what is I like the 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 skateboarding kind of thing. Wasn't that in two? I don't mind that. I I hated the uh, having to swing from the vines thing. Yeah, yeah, I did that too. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I forgot how far I got in to one before I stopped playing because then Stephanie said she had the game and was going to review it. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just play this whenever I feel like playing Kingdom Hearts again. Because I played through the first one on the PS3. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely play that. I'll finish that game and then I'll probably move on to two. But and the trophies for that game are insane because it's like beat Kingdom Hearts three or beat Kingdom Hearts one three times. It's like, oh, no. Uh, like, no. on normal, on easy, and on hard. Why? Like, no, thank you. And one of them's like, beat the game in under 15 hours. It's like... Uh, you can if you don't collect anything and just yeah, skip I just every blow, scene. And... Yeah, I just blow through it and don't care about anything. It's like, alright, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just... I still need to see if Chain of Memories works better on that, because on PS3 it was so slow that it was almost unplayable. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I'm also thinking about buying, and I told you last time, I'm thinking about buying NHL 17. It's $10, right? I mean. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I mean, it's, I don't, I don't mind, I don't like sports, but I actually don't mind a hockey game because you can fight in it at least. <laughs> Well, there you go. It's a it's a positive to get uh, get a hockey game. You can fight <laughs> in there, <laughs> but 
Let's uh, get on to talking about other stuff. I guess really quickly, uh, PS Plus games that don't start until next week. Uh, Killing Floor 2, which we have a review of on the what on the on WTMNet.com. Life is Strange. Is this the first episode only, or is it the whole thing? I think it's the whole thing because the first episode might have been free before. Abyss Odyssey on the PS3, World Rally Championship 5 on the PS3, uh, Neon Chrome, which is actually a pretty good game, which we also have a review of on the site for Vita and PS4, and then Spy Chameleon for Vita and PS4. Um, I'm, uh, I know Daniel kind of liked Killing Floor 2, so I'm kind of interested in checking it out. I, I know it's multiplayer-based, so... I don't know about all that. I already have Left 4 Dead. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the sort of news that kind of hit uh, yesterday uh, was uh, Nintendo. I don't think they really wanted to talk about this, but they sort of did because I guess somebody finally asked them straight up and they go, well, yeah, we're going to have three different pricing models, which is pretty much like the standard for online now. Uh, it's going to be $4 for a month, $8 for three months, and $20 for a whole year. That's really cheap. That's $10, I think, than, you know, than the uh, previous reports were saying. How much of that is because we really shouldn't expect anything from this? Or that... They really feel like if they overcharge for half of it being on a phone app, people are going to get pissed. I think I thought it's pretty much all on a phone app. So, uh, I I think it's it's cheap if you if you don't think about it. Like you know, twenty dollars for a year, cool. Like compared to like Xbox Live or PS Plus, which is I think sixty a year or like at least mm-hmm. fifty. But those those things are built into the system. This thing is not. <laughs> like, you need a phone to run it. And if you don't have one, like, go fuck yourself. Like, uh, so, that's kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mostly we'll have a phone now, though. Maybe not a smart phone, but you have a phone. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> go ahead. I mean... It, it's fine enough, and like I think the the other thing you'll talk about is better with it, like the Netflix thing. But uh, I guess it's okay. Like I guess I'll, I'm curious, like how well their infrastructure can actually handle it. Honestly, I, I'm gonna be honest here. Like I really don't like as as great as Super Mario Brothers three is and all that stuff. Like, and you know, I I like playing every everything I can on my Switch. I just, to me, if I'm Nintendo, like, I, I get it that you can't do it for the Switch games because you don't have that many and the publishers are probably going to back out if you add them to something like that. But, like, there needs to be more than just NES for that thing. You may uh, want to explain the story first before we launch into a rant about it. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so you're right, you're right. We need to explain this. So... Okay, so originally, the idea was that they were going to do one NES game and one SNES game a month 
for that month only, and it has online play as a uh, incentive for you to download it and want to play it that month. And then I guess it would encourage you to buy it. Uh, now, Nintendo has officially come out and said that they don't know when they're going to do anything with Virtual Console. That's also probably delayed to 2018. And that it is not the same as this thing that I was about to rant on. That now, instead of doing the... Uh, first of all, now there is no SNES for the time being. It's only NES games. But now there's going to be a subscription. The, the, the $20 a year is part of a subscription service that will get you a select number of NES games that you can play. It does not say if you can download them, so Game Pass for Xbox may still have the leg up on that. It's perhaps a PS Now, but you don't have to rent. It's pretty much would be like Nintendo's version of PS Now, but with NES games. I mean, uh, there's a few things. You you're, you sound pretty negative on this. I'm actually pretty positive. For one thing, you don't need to download a NES game. Like, those things are on oh, yeah. a piece. <laughs> like, streaming a NES game is going to be nothing. Like, whatever. If, you know, if you have to stream it, fine. Who cares? Um, right, but with Nintendo's way of online, they should let you download it so that you can play it wherever you want. That's the whole point of the Switch. I mean, yeah, but also I I have to think about if they have a, like a way to authenticate if you ha- if you're online or if you have a subscription or not yet. Like, I mean, that's that'll be built in, I assume. But you never know. Um, my problem really is it's just NES games, like you said. Like, I would like SNES, obviously SNES games, but I can't think of too many NES games that are two player that I would want to play with someone. Like, I'd imagine sure. they would just be adding just random crap to say that... Because if you're saying that Super Mario Brothers 3 is going to be on there... Right, that that has the two-player thing, I forgot. But, um, you know, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Zelda is one for one month and they just add some dumb online thing just to say that they added it. Uh, just to get you to buy it, but you're right, like, I don't... What do you mean? Well, what do you mean buy it? Like, you're not buying anything with this thing. You're well, I mean, it, I think for perhaps what they're going to wind up doing, because there's also going to be discounts and that kind of thing for this, just like PS Plus and yeah. uh, Xbox Live. So what I would think will wind up happening is they'll say, okay, this this game or these two games are the free games for the month, or whatever they wind up doing, right? And they'll offer those games that are part of the service that month at a discount to you to get you to want to buy them whenever it is that they do the virtual console. Um, I, I'm... Know. Well, with this news, I even question if they're going to do a virtual console. Like They're saying they are doing it. I mean, yeah, I think they will for, like, higher-end games, or, like, and system like a SNES virtual console, or even like like the Fable GameCube one, if it can handle it well, or maybe even N sixty four. Wasn't that the whole point though? This like they were making a big deal about how there was going to be vir- GameCube virtual console games on the Switch. I mean, th- those are the rumors. I don't think they ever actually said that, like uh, officially said that. Um, 
but also like for me this this thing really depends on the, just the library. Like I don't think they'll be switching games in and out. I think they'll just have you know fifty games at launch and that's it. Like here you go. I I would want them to have at least a hundred NES games, but I honestly can't think of I can't <laughs> think of like twenty NES games I'd want in that thing. Like maybe fifteen, uh, but. Well, I mean, maybe the 30 that were on the NES Classic. I mean, yeah, but even, like, half of those weren't multiplayer-focused or anything like that. Like, I, right. don't, I also don't think, like, this, like, it'll have to be mandatory for that for them to add an online component to the game. Like, if they do, it'll just be, like, a leaderboard or something like that. If they're not going to add, like, a... Well, it says right here in this thing that we have from the Kotaku report that those games will have online functionality. Yeah, but leaderboards. Like it doesn't say online. Yeah, that's play. that's what I was saying. Like it could just have some dumb thing that has that doesn't mean that it's two player, just something that says, okay, there's online. I mean, I'm not bothered by that because a lot of NES games, original NES games weren't designed for two player or like they didn't yeah. think, have that in mind. Like you're not gonna have you're not going to have a two-player Super Mario Bros. 2. <laughs> like, I get to right, be the princess, yeah. you get to be Toad. Like, that's not going to fly. Yeah, you'll have two-player Super Mario Bros. 1 and Super Mario Bros. 3. And even the original Mario Brothers you could do, because that had the that had that like, as a multiplayer component. I look at, for NES games, I'd want multiplayer. I'd want, like, Contra. They could do Punch-Out, I think. Like, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, that'd be cool. Uh... Maybe like Double Dragon. Yeah. But not even Tetris, because the original Tetris on NES was not two-player. Right. Which is weird. Uh, but there's not too many NES games for two-player that, that I'd want to play. Like, and for online purposes, I should say. Right. I mean, like Tecmo Bowl, uh, for me, I'd love to see that, uh, sure. be able to play that with somebody. Um, I can see that it, running into like a rights issue, though. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But like, I just, it, it did appear in the NES Classic, so I could probably get around it. <laughs> Though they probably just you know pay the NFL some kind of money and all right, like, here you go. I think I saw in that Kotaku thing that they're like, oh, balloon fight and ice climbers will be online enable. It's like great. Oh boy, it's still gonna be shit games like. Certainly don't want to play Ice Climbers with somebody. Balloon, <laughs> balloon fight is fun for like five minutes, but that's about it. Like bubble bobble, there you go. Let's play that. Or you could play Gauntlet with other people. I, you say bubble bobble, but I don't think that that, that exists anymore. <laughs> Why uh, not? Uh, Wait, wasn't that on the NES Classic? I don't know. I don't think I was. Now you're making me have to go look this up. <laughs> oh, hold on. Um, but, I mean, definitely, uh, what was the other game? Yeah, it was. It was. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Gauntlet would be perfect for it. I mean, I don't know that you want to play that version of Gauntlet too long. <laughs> or, or, like... The Turtles arcade game would be cool. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, first of all, we'd have to see what kind of third-party 
stuff they get on this. Normally, the third parties with the classic games, they're all for that. I mean, they're putting a Namco Museum on the Switch, for God's sakes. So, uh, you know, that's what's so funny is, like, all these big publishers are like, let's put my pla- my uh, classic games on your console first. Then we'll judge the whole thing by how those old games work. But yeah. uh, I don't know if it's the greatest strategy, but who knows? It, it could work for them. Uh, well, something that's a little bit more, I think, closer to both of us. I loved Advance Wars. Uh, they have finally come out and talked about, and this seems like a really kind of lame excuse, honestly, of why they haven't done an Advance Wars. And one of the uh, uh, one of the people they talked to, their reasoning was. It's harder to create relationships between the characters compared to Fire Emblem. And I don't have a clear idea of what kind of setting it could have. My response would be... Oh, go on. I mean, like, what, does it have to have a real war that it's set on? I mean... Well, my response to that person would be, why does it need characters? (laughs) The other ones had characters, but they were basically just your leaders. Like, you didn't have to have a relationship with them. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't. Why does it have to have Fire Emblem stuff in it? Why can't it just be a strategy game? Just, uh, this seems like really weak reasoning uh, for that. But whatever. Nintendo does their own thing. Who knows? They could maybe surprise with it. But I'm not going to hold my breath. You know what's but, funny? Uh, is I actually never played Advance Wars. <laughs> You didn't. I played a game called I, I played a game called Military Madness on the T, uh, Turbo Graphics 16. It's called uh, it's part of a lit, bigger series called Nectaris, and it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, it's just you go on a map. You no, I mean, it, it's literally a hex-based strategy game with you know tanks, and it's exactly the same thing. It's just older. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there, there's really nothing, like, too complicated about it, and they don't have to make it overly complicated. Just, see, that's the thing, like, they tried to do that with that, um, God, I don't know what it's called now, the, that, that game that Nintendo wants to make you forget exists on the 3DS, uh, that had, like, the crazy Abraham Lincoln and all that, whatever. Oh, codename Steam. Yes. That's what happens when you get too cute with a strategy game. When you're trying to be all, oh, we got to have characters and all that stuff. Like, just just let it be its thing that it was. That's what people want. Just, I, I, whatever, Nintendo. You guys make weird decisions sometimes. Uh, I would love to see Advance Wars 3 or just an Advance Wars reboot for the Switch. Just, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Uh, NBA Playgrounds. If you bought it for the Switch like I did, you get Shaq Fu 2 for free. I don't... Or is it Shaq Fu for free? Whichever. Um, I like Shaq Fu, so why hell not? It's free. I'm not going to complain about a free game on the Switch. I do have a problem with... They, they uh, brought online to all the systems except Switch at launch... And they still haven't updated it for Switch, which bothers me. But it's supposed to be coming. They at least did uh, give us the patch that 
has 15 new players and includes Shaq. And I haven't filled with it to know if they really did change the shooting system or not, but I hope they did because the shooting system was kind of just all over the place in the the original version of it. Like, the computer can shoot shots from halfway at midcourt, and you can never do that if your life depended on it. You can barely make threes sometimes in that game, but the computer can do everything, so... Hopefully they fix that. Because uh, I really want to like that game. Just, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, play the old EA NBA Jam on the 360. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Now you're making me want to go downstairs and <laughs> play that game. Uh, Assassin's Creed's Egypt character got leaked. Are you... I mean, this is not... I don't know how much you can take from it, but... I think the name is dumb. <laughs> Bayek. I feel like maybe that will get changed. I, that's... I mean, it's, it's probably, like, pretty authentic. You can't just have him, you know, be probably. called Ezio or George or something, but... It doesn't exactly roll off the tongue or isn't is it memorable. I mean, why, why not just name him Turok? Why not? Uh, I mean, I don't think, like, when the, you said, hey, my character's named Ezio. I know a lot of people thought that that was a great name either. You know, it fit the, the theme. I well, guess that's what they do. a real name. <laughs> that's true, though. That's true. <laughs> Who knows? There could have been Egyptian people named Bayek, for all we know. Like, I don't know any personally to be able to tell you, but... Uh, you know, you uh, did you like uh, Ubisoft changing their logo from purple to white? Oh yeah, the I, biggest news of the week. I, I know that was, they had to make whole news thing about that. Like, what? Why? <laughs> it just you change your logo. Great. It doesn't look really that much different than the other logo, except for it's flat now. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Ubisoft. Thank you for this, that. This is gonna head that. Uh... Force takeover by uh, Vivendi right off the bat, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Vivendi is going to be super pissed now that uh, they they changed that logo. I know something you're probably really excited. I mean, I, I like the Marvel vs. Capcom series uh, as well. I just don't know if I'm going to buy the game or anything. But they've pretty much leaked the full roster, allegedly. Uh, there's 14 Marvel characters and 13 Capcom ones. Uh, one, uh, the one Capcom one could be Frank West that is not listed, but, uh, of course this is only MCU Marvel, so no X-Men or whatever, in case you've been living under a rock that, uh, you don't know this. Ant-Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Gamora, Hawkeye, Hulk, Iron Man, Nova, Rocket, with Groot, Spider-Man, Thanos, Thor, Ultron, no Star-Lord, probably DLC, uh... Arthur, Chris, Chun-Li, Dante, Firebrand, Jetta, and Morgan from Dark Soccer's, uh, Monster, just, just Monster there's, Hunter? There's some character from Monster Hunter in the thing, in the oh. thing, they haven't said, like, who it is, or what it is. <laughs> Nemesis, Ryu, Spencer, Strider, and X from Mega Man. 
Yeah, this roster is, I think, kind of weird. I mean, the like, Marvel is pretty much everybody you'd expect, sort of. I don't really don't give a shit about Nova. I don't know about you. I but... agree with you. I don't care about Nova either, but they got pretty but, much the hits. I mean, uh, it'd be cool if they had like Shuma Gorath in it. He's kind of a funny character, or uh, maybe like War Machine. Like, they're. I think their over reliance in the MCU is bad, honestly. I think that's what they wanted it to be, though, because the storyline is sort of based on that, too. Yeah, or, like, if you're going to go that route, have, like, Scarlet Witch in it or Quicksilver. I think there's also DLC characters that we're not going to know about. Probably it's maybe at E3 or something. But, honestly, it's a Capcom roster that really kind of bums me out. Isn't this, like, half of it's, like, Street Fighter guys that you wouldn't give a crap about? No, that's... a. Actually, that's kind of the problem. There's only two Street Fighter guys in this thing, Chung-Li and Ryu. Yeah, so no Ken. And, like, there are uh, at least, well, two Resident Evil characters. Like, do we need that? So Arthur's Uh, from a Ghosts and Ghouls and Ghosts Ghosts. or whatever, right? Yeah. Okay. So so is Firebrand. Why? You're going to have... You're gonna have two characters from a game that barely no one no one has heard of or even has played it in the past twenty years. <laughs> Hell, they didn't even put Arthur in the second Project X zone. So, like that should tell you that most people probably don't like. They should have just put the Sega. Uh, what what's his name? The Sega, the Sega Saturn dude. They should have just yeah. put him as a character at this like, point. I, I would actually be more interested if they put in like more rival schools characters, like uh, Batu or uh, someone like that, or, or Heidi, someone like you know, or, or more Dark Suckers. I'm fine with that too. Well, uh, they got two. I mean, that's more than I initially thought. <laughs> I'm surprised Nemesis is one of the Resident yeah. Evil characters. Like. Capcom used to have cool characters like uh, BB Hood, or I mean, she's Darkstalkers, obviously, but right, uh, or uh, Hayato, or like Tronbon would be kind of fun. You know, yeah, you, know, you gotta have Tronbon in there, but probably not. You know, it's just kind of a weird, like it. You just get the feeling that like Capcom like doesn't have a lot going on on its plate anymore. Like with this roster, I think, like I can't. Like, they don't have a ton of, like, relevant franchises anymore. And that's depressing. Well, they don't. Like, how much of their stuff is remakes or remasters now? Like, it seems like half the stuff that comes out for them is, oh, here's another Resident Evil game you played a million times. Uh, I, you know, I actually t- Go ahead. I have a friend who does a YouTube series where he, where he uh, like, explores a different world of, like, ports on games, like the port of... You know, Worms, Armageddon, or like Star Fox 64. Uh, and I told him about the Resident Evil Code Veronica port that's coming hitting PS4 this week. And he was like, are you kidding me? Like, he he didn't believe me. And I linked him to the page, and he was like, wow, this is, this is bad. So, like, what Resident Evil game is... So, what, it's just 2 and 3, right, that are not on the... 
the new systems by now? So far. <laughs> well, and they're remath they're remaking two, so I'm sure when the when the remake hits they'll include two like the old two though. Probably like, buy, yeah. buy the old two for like five bucks because we want to screw you over. <laughs> yeah, we're just uh, we'll do the upres this game to the PS4 for fifteen dollars. Why not? And that, uh, game, that, that game can't be any upres more than it already is. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just wait and see what the DLC is or whatever. I mean, but. I'm actually, I am, I am interested in that game. Like that'll be like one of the games that I, I, I want to get for review. But it just <sighs> seems kind of weird to me. I wonder if they're gonna make this a platform or if they're gonna go back to the old. We're gonna release five different versions of this game with I, certain amounts of DLC included. I think they'll probably do both. Like, they may just go, if you have a base game here, you know, you can keep buying more characters for it. But if you want to buy, like, a cheaper version of, like, you know, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, you know, for 40 bucks and five more characters, here you go. Because they're, I, I don't think their whole platform thing is working for them with Street Fighter V. But I think that's because they rushed that game, though. Yeah, they fucked that game up too much when it, like, launched, but no one cares about it anymore. As long as you do this right, which somebody needs to do it right, because, you know, Harmonix didn't do Rock Band right either. It took them forever to finally make it to where it's sort of Rock Band again, and there's still stuff missing. Uh, but yes, that does affect... If you're doing a platform and you don't do it right from the beginning, you lose people, and then you you have to try really hard to get them back, and that's that's a deal you don't want to have to go through, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so... Capcom, make sure you you learn from your mistakes and do this one uh, correctly, honestly. Uh, the PS3 is done. It's it's done being produced in Japan. I figured they would stop producing it here and here in, and in Europe first, and then Japan second. But they done the other way around. I'd imagine you know U.S. and Europe. That's going to be pretty quickly as well. Well, I I'm not sure if they're actually making them over here or not. Like that was that was kind of a weird thing I couldn't quite figure out. Like, cause I mean they probably just make them all in the same factory, and then right. they you know slap firmware for Japan or America or Europe on them, and that's it. But yeah, I don't think it's going to be out for too much longer in like PS in Europe or America, like you said. Like that thing's done. It'll be a weird forgotten footnote. <laughs> It, it had its wonderful games on it, and, you know, now it can go quietly into the the night, and... So, I was listen- I listened to the uh, Bombcast this week, and they had a thing about ranking the different PlayStations, and what would, what would you say, like, what would be your ranking? Uh, PS2... Uh, we're not including the portables, right? Just the no, just, four. just PS1 through PS4. PS2, PS4. I'd put PS3 last for me. So PS1 would be three. 
Yeah. Mine would be first would be PS One actually. Uh, then PS Four, PS Two, and then PS Three. So at least we agree that the PS Three is the yeah least of the four. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I battled with the PS One and, and PS Two placement, but just I don't know, I remember playing a lot more games on my PS Two. Um, although admittedly, I didn't get a PS One until much later. I got a, I had a sixty four first for a while. Ooh. So <laughs> find a lot of Quest sixty four in that thing. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I remember I had the stupid. That college hoops game that cost like seventy dollars because sixty four games were ridiculously overpriced. Yep. Uh, played a lot of Kirby sixty four or Kirby Crystal Shard. That's that, so. that was an okay game. Yeah, uh, Smash and Mario Kart probably were the other the other ones because I had all my brothers and sisters growing up, so we just would play those games for hours. My sixty four games were like Golden Eye and Star Fox. <laughs> Oh, I, lo- I don't know how many times I, I played Star Fox over and over. Uh, I was never really that big into GoldenEye, but uh, I loved Star Fox. That was awesome. And I actually think Mario Kart 64 is the best Mario Kart. I agree. I had to argue with Randy on the dang podcast that he said it was one of the worst ones. I said, what are we talking about here? He said Double Dash. It's the best one. It's like, no, Double Dash is not one of the best. It's one of the... Ah, see. Double Dash, it has one really cool track where it's a very small oval, which is I actually think is a cool track. Every other track in that game sucks. And the double, like the two-character model, is lame. Like, it, yes. like I, don't, I don't get the point of it. <laughs> I don't either. It, it's like, come on now. Like, I mean, it's for like, okay. me... Go ahead. I was gonna say it's like okay, one character throw like drives, and one character throws the shit at other players. It's like I don't okay. need that. Yeah, it's like why? Why do we need another character to throw shit at? Like, and the other games, it was just you do it yourself, or it just appears from under your cart. Like, who cares? <laughs> I mean, I think that option would be kind of cool on Switch, actually, because like you know, if you have kids, like for me, like just to have oh, me and my daughter can be on the same team, and she just throws stuff. And I'm the one that drives? Cool. But, like, if you're an adult, I don't see why you need that at all. Just, yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, I for me it goes uh, 64, Super Nintendo, and then Deluxe. For me it goes 64, and that's it. <laughs> I, haven't played Del- I haven't played Deluxe, and I actually didn't like Mario Kart on SNES at all. Oh, I, I just have too many memories of the SNES, so I can't, uh, I can't uh, take it out. But um, yeah, just the, the 64 one, just having the four players and all that stuff, just it was so so much fun. Like the, the uh, battle arena, like yeah, it's uh, well, you know, well, well, I mean, it's all subjective on. in the end. I was gonna say one one interesting fact about that game. Originally, Donkey Kong wasn't in it. And oh the really? Eighth, the eighth character was going to be a Magic Koopa. Huh? There's like a couple used screenshots of like the Magic Koopa on like the character select screen, which is kind of cool looking. Didn't they take Koopa out the '64 version? No, no, or not, is that another not one? 
no, magic Koopa, not Koopa. Okay. The, like, robed Koopa, like the guy who has a wand. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Ah, uh, that would have been and, cool. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck Donkey Kong. <laughs> like, you Donkey Kong... Everything. I mean, like, Donkey Kong is so hard to use anyway. Like, it's just... I mean, he's great for, like, if you want to barrel into somebody in, like, battle mode or whatever, but, like, as far as using him as a racer, it's yeah. not the best. Uh, so now that we've gotten way off <laughs> off things, I was surprised to see this. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because, you know, you're going to let go of the actual developer and then go, oh, wait, Hitman actually made money, so maybe we need to keep it going. Uh, they are actually looking at external investors to try to carry on Hitman, even though they let go of the studio that makes it. What kind of like Kickstarter bullshit is Square trying to play this time? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just going to see if they can find people to pay to keep Hitman going while some... What team is going to work on it that doesn't know anything about Hitman? I mean... Just... Konami. Oh. <laughs> Ubisoft will make those make Splinter Cell Hitman. <laughs> yep, that's what we need. We'll find some location and charge you the money for it. Why not? Like, uh, if, if they're gonna do anything with it, they should just give it back to IO. Like, they're not yeah. though. I, they're just gonna say this and it's gonna sit in development hell for a while, and then they'll just forget about it. Probably. Yeah. Just like just like Deus Ex. <laughs> yeah, they'll or they yeah they'll say oh it's going on hiatus. Then they'll partner with people can fly so they can make some action game. Uh, what? I I don't. I mean, finally, uh, finally a square a square version of Bulletstorm. I want to. I want to hear Sephiroth talk about his big swinging dick. <laughs> oh God! I could see him doing it, waving his sword uh, around. Uh, yeah, his around like a giant penis. <laughs> his extra character. He has the the extra scenes is him and uh, Cloud talking about their swords. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Sephiroth and uh, Cloud. Square has now decided that CyberConnect 2 are, are not enough for this remake that, by the way, is not coming out for another three years, if that. For uh, episode one. <laughs> yeah, for episode one, they are actually oh. apparently desperately trying to find people to keep making that game, to keep working on that game. It's an episode one of 24 parts. <laughs> God, please no. I I can understand like why or, I mean it did cause like a huge uproar uproar when it was announced, but I have a feeling this Final Fantasy Seven idea is not going to go over. It, it'll end up be a end up being a bad proposition for them. Oh yeah, or they won't make their money back on it for all yeah. all the stuff they invest. Like the problem, I think the the core problem with Final Fantasy Seven, like trying to do that, is a that game had a bunch of locations mm-hmm. and had a lot of story into it like a lot of extra story you don't necessarily need in a remake 
I mean, they did say they were changing that around, so... Like, you don't need fucking Barrett's, like, prison bri- prison break bullshit, or, you know, all that crap. You gotta keep the, uh, the cross-dressing cloud, Oh, yeah, though. Don Cornelio, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. you gotta have that in there. Uh, no, I mean, that, I agree that, with you, that, that, that's, that's why they said that, they were that, editing it. I mean, that's the reason I'm gonna buy this thing eventually, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, we we could uh, all be old farts by the time that game comes out. Uh, like then, them honestly moving it in house makes is makes it gonna be even longer like, development time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Say what you want about CyberConnect's like, quality of games, but they can actually pump out games every year. <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, that's also split between, okay, we're making the remaster of 12 right now. We are still pumping out content for Final Fantasy 15, and that looks like it's not going to stop for a while. And, I mean, like, you're going to have your people stretched very thin. That's why they're desperately trying to find more people to work on it. And it's just... And then, like, the, the worst thing is... Kingdom Hearts is not coming out for three years, possibly. How well, much... Go on. Like, it's Kingdom Hearts 3. How long have you been waiting for this game? You release a million remasters of the other games. Like, that should mean that the game's coming soon. I mean, the first thing th- the first things you mentioned was Final Fantasy twelve, which is almost, I would think, almost done at this point. Right. And Final Fantasy XV DLC, which is you know pretty much probably almost done, also like they have. All well, they they're gonna keep adding more stuff. Remember that list that we talked about last time? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they have assets for like Luna Freya or like the bad guy in that game. You know, they just have to add in like deal like voice work and like scenarios. But I mean, they don't have to design a new combat system or you know anything like that. Right, right. But for like yeah, Kingdom Hearts three, which. They showed like one that one trailer, which is like that's like train thing, and then Final Fantasy Seven. Like they have to build, especially for Seven, like a whole new camera perspective, like combat system, the way you interact with the world. Like, good luck. <laughs> yep, and like at I- least Kingdom Hearts Three is operating on like a very it's an old framework, but it's still there. Like, they're not going to change too much about that game. Yeah, 7 has to be totally rebuilt. Yeah. Especially because they changed the... Had they made it turn-based, it might not have taken them that long. Well, I I mean, I have to imagine they're just going to use Final Fantasy XV's game engine. Probably. Which is fine. I mean, I like that game engine, so go ahead. But <laughs> I mean, did... Didn't they say there was going to be the option to sort of make it turn-based anyway, if you want to? Yeah, but that'll, but that'll probably just be like the Mass Effect turn-based, where like the game pauses, and then you can switch between characters and tell them what to do. That's good enough, I guess, if you want that in your game. So, Like, they're not making a, tur- you know, a traditional turn-based, like Persona 5-style game. <laughs> they'll, they'll never make one of those again, it seems like. Probably not. They, they uh, forgot. They forgot how. Unless it's not square. Well, unless it's not square doing it, 
which you know they still do it for um, Bravely Default, and they do it for these Tokyo, uh, the RPG Factory games, which these same people that made I Am Setsuna, and this game looks very much like I Am Setsuna, except for uh, it's brighter, and that's pretty much it because it has the same Chrono Trigger type. Uh, battle system, and uh, I guess the characters are going to look different, and the game is called Lost in Spear, spelt S-P-H-E-A-R. Only square. It made me think that Lost Odyssey and Odin Spear had a baby. <laughs> Maybe that's what they looked at. Maybe. Uh... You know, I mean, it's it's cool. Look, I don't mind I Am Setsuna so much. Of course, playing on Switch. Yeah. I didn't play it's it, just, but it didn't... It's just bland. Yeah, it didn't seem like it had any buzz around it. Like, it came out, and it got, like, okay review scores. But I know of, like, almost no one who played it or was excited by it. It's like you're walking around in snow half the time. And it's like, not, the world is just very dull. And the characters are just... They're kind of, uh, and I mean, I love the battle system because I love Chrono Trigger, but it's just like I'm basically walking around so I can get into battles and, uh, you know, yeah. what that game could have used was a time machine. <laughs> yeah, that that solves all your problems uh, right there, putting a, a time machine in this. So I think the last time we did the show, we talked about the possible sequel to Life is Strange. Since then, there is now a live-action TV show that's going to happen and a possible prequel to Life is Strange. So this is going to become a just big old series for Square now and, and Don't Nod. So, and what do you think? Uh, I like the idea of a prequel, getting to know the characters that you knew in the first game, especially uh, uh, Rachel, because she wasn't there for you know the first part of that uh the the first game i'll i'll be curious how they do that like what the gameplay hook will that hook of that will be i should say sorry like will rachel have time powers also yeah that might be kind of cool actually but it does do they give hints that maybe she does and the the current there, game? There's some weird stuff. Initially, there were a few theories that, like, Max was going to be Rachel at some point. Like, that she just, uh. like, went, or, like, I think further back in time, or, like, time looped in on itself, or something like that, where, like, she became Rachel, and, like, because she, like, wears a similar outfit in one of the episodes that, like, Rachel does. And it was, like, a hand me down, but it might have been, like, a whole grandfather grandfather paradox like you know she got the outfit because rachel was wearing it but rachel was wearing it because she was really you know got it from max you know stuff like that um but yeah i don't want a traditional adventure game like i want i want to have a crazy hook with it with it also let's yeah let's hope that there's something special about the prequel and there what do you think about a, a tv show i'm I guess I'm more leery of that. Uh, like, it'll really depend on casting. Um, 
or like what network it'll be on. Like I could. Well, like, it's on. It's a digital. Oh, that's lame then. <laughs> I mean, this like, possible could be on a network, but apparently it's for yeah, it's like a digital thing. Like it, it would have been cool if it could be like a CW show. Like I know I don't think you watch it, but like that Riverdale show was like shockingly good. Like if they got the guy I've who did heard. that. It's just that uh, PSVU doesn't have CW, so like I can't watch anything on the, that's CW. It's called Torrent, son. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but like, like if they got the guy who did that, like that'd be great. Um, I mean, they don't because I think I think he's doing like five other CW. He does all the, like the CW superhero shows. So, <laughs> what bothers me is that uh, like the people involved don't can't seem to come together on what they're doing. Like, uh, there's one person that talks about there's going to be characters from the game and there will be a new version of Arcadia Bay and Blackwell Academy. Uh, Then another person says, well, it's the beginning of the creative process and I can't really say what's going to be in there or what this is going to be, if it has anything to do with TV shows or not. But at least Don't Nod says that the TV show is going to have nothing to do with whatever they decide to do in the sequel. So, that's good. I mean, we'll see. I doubt half of this stuff gets made, honestly. Because <laughs> that's how stuff goes. <laughs> I think the prequel probably gets made because it has to do with the games. But we'll see if the live-action TV show gets off the ground. That's that's a whole other ordeal uh, in its own right, so yeah. Uh, just want to see something, whether it's the sequel, the prequel, or whatever at E3. Let's see what they decide to. to It'll show. be a, a side story in the mirror universe where everyone is evil. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Let's do it. Let's just let's have it happen. Square, just come on now. Uh, I think just. Some short things here. Pyre has a release date now, which is the third game from Supergiant Games, which they've made two fantastic games uh, in their history. It comes out July 25th for PS4 and PC. I'm sort of interested in it. I'm interested in it, but I also didn't... I loved Bastion like everyone else did, but I didn't particularly like uh, Transistor. I like Transistor. It, was, it took me a while to get into. I, I like I like the combat a lot, but then the game broke on me. <laughs> and I was like, fuck uh, this game. <laughs> Take Two bought the Kerbal Space Program developers. Um, they That's might true. make a uh, Kerbal expansion. No, I know they already like, they still, they, they announced it a while ago, but they're just going to continue making it. Well, that's cool. I never played the first game, so... Uh, it's... It's barely a game. Like, I mean, it's fun, don't get me wrong, but it's like a hardcore rocket-building simulator. Oh, boy. I don't know about all that. I'll, uh, I'll let you play it and tell me how it is. <laughs> I know Daniel really liked it. So... Uh, Iron Galaxy has a new game called Extinction... Uh, you're a lone warrior that takes on giant orcs and other monsters to save a city. Seems rather generic. That trailer um, looked kind of cool. Did you, did you watch it? Or I have not yet. But, uh, it, 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 like I saw a lot of comments that looked, it looked a lot like Attack on Titan. 
Oh, well, now I have to go see it, then. Like, so there's a you should have put Attack on Titan like in the in the bowl, and I would have watched that trailer immediately. There's like a scene where like the guy, the uh, I think he has like, a sword, and he also has a grappling hook, and he basically cuts off this orc's hand, and the orc is like a hundred foot feet tall, and then the the hand just grows right back, and the guy just looks, he, he just has a situation like, God damn it! <laughs> it's like f you, man. <laughs> So, uh, some small entertainment things here. Any Animaniacs is in development for a reboot. Steven Spielberg is going to come back and uh, be an advisor, which means probably going to be awesome. I loved, loved, loved Animaniacs when I was a kid, so just don't disappoint. I liked about half of Animaniacs. Some of the uh, characters or skits didn't quite work. <laughs> Oh, so Pinky in the Brain again? Please. Please. No, no. No, man. Bring back Pinky Almira in the Brain. <laughs> Good idea. Bad idea. I can't <laughs> believe they did that. <laughs> they, they ruined a good show. <laughs> uh, Sin City's going to have a TV show. We don't know anything other than Sin City's going to have a TV show. So... <laughs> I I don't want them to have a TV show. <laughs> I did not. Uh, I mean, it can't TV. ruin it any worse than that last movie did. Yeah, did he like? Did you watch that? That was bad. Uh, I liked Ava Green in it, but that was about yep, it. Yep, yep, that was that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. You know, that was one of the good reasons to watch that movie. The rest of it, I don't know. I really like the first movie. Maybe they can recapture that. I mean, they'll try, but also the, well, the problem is it's not going to get any of the cast to do it. Oh, I'm sure. Maybe, you know, Jessica Alba's not doing anything. Why not? Oh, she's setting up a company now. Oh, really? It's constantly getting sued. <laughs> well, that's not good. She'll need some more money, so get to acting again. No, her company is worth like a billion dollars. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, company, I mean... Her company is called, like, Honest Truth Company or some stupid, like... Like, supposed to be, like, naturalistic food and company, but... Or, like, food and organic product company, but a lot of the crap has, like, chemicals in it. That seems counterproductive. And, and hippies are getting it. Hippies are getting up, and they're, like, all up in arms about it. Well, you're kind of marketing it to them, so... You need to make sure that you are, are making them happy, at least. So this one, I put this on here because this seemed really just... I get this is PR speak. Sometimes you just need to be blunt about what you mean. But, alright, so the founder of of Netflix came out because they, they canceled Sense8 which is one of the few shows that they've canceled, uh, other than uh, Marco Polo getting canceled in season two and the get down. Yeah, um, they canceled that a few days ago, more like a week ago, I think. And then they canceled Hemlock Grove and Bloodline, but they at least got seasons to be able to finish out the shows. So he says that they need to, they have a way too high hit ratio and they need to cancel more shows 
Because if they cancel more shows, it'll make them take risks. We need to have a higher cancel rate. Why not just say we need to cut back. We're spending too much money on making shows. I don't quite buy the the whole we have too many hits on our hands right now argument. But they do have a lot of shows that I don't quite hear a lot of buzz about. They have a lot of original stuff, and yeah. it becomes overwhelming to try to – I mean it's worse than like trying to watch half the stuff on network TV sometimes. Uh, yeah, but the flip side is I mean it's only – I mean you can marathon all on Netflix is crap. Like you don't have to – you know, uh, I'm watching one episode of Orange is New Black. Next week is going to be the new episode. <laughs> or – Oh, one season's on Hulu, the rest of it's not. You have to go find some other way to watch it. And, oh, well, like, one season might be on Netflix and whatever. You know, it's some weird read rights issues. Like, he compares it to 13 Reasons Why was unexpectedly successful. Uh, We need more shows like that, basically. Uh, okay. Like, most of their shows are successful. Like he just literally said, we have too many hits on our hands. I didn't like, know that, that was a problem. Yeah. Well, I think the problem really for him would be like, what is, what is the cost benefit of having like a third, like Stranger Things, or you know whatever the thirteen, uh, 13 reasons why? Like how many more people are getting into the Netflix ecosystem? And how long are they going to stay? Like, I, I can I can see well, like, well, why that would be a problem. Like, how many more people are they really reaching? Like, it's the same thing with like the problem like the WWE network. It's like at a certain point, you just reach max, like, population. <laughs> well, yeah, but Netflix has so much different stuff that they don't. I don't think they have to worry about that necessarily. Like, okay, so what? You're going to cancel House of Cards even though it's great. And you're going to cancel, like, Stranger Things. I love Stranger Things. Like, they're making a second one. They're making a second one at 13 Reasons Why. Uh, it's The Orange is the New Black is what, on, like, season six? Five. Five? I mean, I think they're signed for, like, two more seasons anyway. Yeah. Least, you you yeah. know that Glow show is going to be great because Genji Kohan can't make a bad TV series. Yeah, I you mean, can. Oh, yeah, you can. It's called Weeds. I loved Weeds. Weeds got bad at the end. Okay, it got bad at the end, but it was good for a while. I mean, you try to do eight seasons of a show, it's not going to be great every season. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I just don't... CBS has been coasting on the same shows for years. That ain't hurting them. I don't see why they need to... Are you going to start canceling the Marvel shows, too? I can see them canceling Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah, I could too. I still need to watch it. I don't believe the whole it's bad thing. It's, it's not bad. It is just wholly uh, bland. Okay. Yeah. All right. I could... Damn it. Now my hype for the show has died. Uh, there, there, are, there actually are some good elements to it, but a lot of it's just kind of like, eh. I could be watching Jessica Jones fuck up Doctor Who. Like, let's go. Let's go watch that instead. 
Yeah, I mean, and and then, you know, you have when Netflix wants to go take over a show that's been canceled or something like that, which admittedly they're not doing that much of anymore. It's Hulu, really, that's, that's doing that because they, they're trying to compete. So, like, I don't know. I feel like this is really just them saying we're spending a lot of money on having to make so many new shows. Well, I think the problem is it gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah, like, true. On PS4, I don't know what you watch it. I mean, PS4, if you watch it, if you, mm-hmm. if you scroll like Netflix originals, I don't know what half of those shows are. <laughs> well, plus they even make their own kids' shows, too. Yeah. So, like... You've got like ten of those, and the, now they're they're they've had they have some original anime. I mean, like they're doing a lot, so I can kind of get what he's saying, but it's just I don't know the way he's phrasing it is I, I, is weird. You just have to wonder, like how many? Like I think it's just the same problem like I said before. It's like how many more new viewers are you gonna have? Like how many? How many new viewers is Netflix going to bring in with this Glow show, for example, that they, that they don't already have? Like that's that's the critical piece. But it's like, who doesn't own? Who's not part of Netflix? That's never had Netflix before. That is also a wrestling fan. That might decide they want to get Netflix to watch this show. It's I mean, a, yeah. Netflix is such a like part of the vernacular now. It's just, I mean, yeah, but they'll get Netflix for a month and watch it all, and then you know cancel it, right? Or do you, do you get the free trial and you don't even pay? Yeah. So it's you know because you could literally just try to binge watch it all in like a couple of days and not even have to pay for it. So it's like. You know that's that's also a thing of I don't know how many people are doing that, but there's also people that you know scam. Oh yeah, and uh, oh, I do just that. never pay. I'm borrowing my friend's account right now. I mean, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking oh. about the ones that just keep creating emails. Oh. And and just never pay for it or whatever. Um, like I have paid for Netflix before. My problem really is like. Just what I said. Like I, I, I'm only interested in a few Netflix shows, but they do anyway. So I, I never want to keep it around, like you know, for a whole year. If it wasn't for my daughter who watches it all the time, I wouldn't have it probably. And the shows I do watch are are pro- are mostly inc- are sometimes incomplete. Right. Which is weird. Exactly. Like I like a yeah. sh- I like I like an old sci-fi show called Sliders, and they had five seasons of it, and they're all on there, but it's missing like two episodes. <laughs> And it's just weird. Or the whole, they have some seasons but not others. I hate that on Hulu, too. It's like, oh, we're going to have two seasons of something but not... And they're not even in order. They're like season seven and and season ten and then not the other ones. And it's like, okay, this is weird. Yeah, I think a few years ago, Netflix had all like Law & Order on it, which is awesome, or like half of it. And they got rid of it. And it's like, well... There goes a big reason to get rid of Netflix now. Like, yep. And like they they have SVU on there, but it starts like season fourteen. Yeah. And this is where this is where SVU got really shitty. So I'm gonna nope. not watch this at all. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot with the uh, you know just rights issues and all that too. It's just well. Yeah, because NBC show and they want to put on Hulu. Right. Uh, so... You to, I mean, you have Hulu, right? 
Yes, I do. Are there still commercials on it? I have the commercial free. Yeah, that, that's, that's why I don't like Hulu. <laughs> uh, because I was binge watching Lucifer and I got tired of the commercials after like episode eight. And I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm freaking paying the $4. And then now I can't imagine. I mean, I still have to deal with it on PS View. But like, I can't imagine watching a show on Hulu now and having to deal with the commercials because it's just nice. That you don't. You know, you know that internet download manager program we both use. Yes. When Hulu first came out, you could download shows from it with that program. Oh wow! It was awesome. Like Hulu was not encrypted whatsoever, so you could just click download and it would just straight download the, like the Flash video file, and it was rad. Oh, I bet that's so. Yeah, that's great. Too bad it can't do it now. Like I still have episodes of like TV shows like ripped, ripped from that thing. And it's like, all right. I mean, it's good quality. It's good enough. It's yeah. My purpose. Yeah, you can still watch it. So that's all that matters. I, I, I hate the like. I hate the proliferation of Hulu. Also. Like, what do you mean? Few year, well, a few years ago, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone they put all their episodes of South Park on the website, mm-hmm. and the reasoning is just basically like, you know, people pirate our shit anyway, so why not make, you know, why not make, why, why not make it easy for you? Which is cool. Like, they should have been around for 20 years, and you know, if you're going to watch, oh, an episode from like season four, or you know, whatever, why not make it on a place that's like good quality, no commercials, just easy. Wow. And Hulu took it over, and they got rid of, they, they got rid of all that shit. <laughs> Well, they had to, because then Hulu wouldn't really make any money off of it. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing that bothered me was once the stuff with the, oh, this is starting to hurt our people not watching things live, so we're going to cut the, we're now going to make it a glorified on-demand service for a lot of shows, because we want to make sure that you watch on cable or watch on something that we can actually get some kind of advertising back for. And, I mean, that's all fine and good, but it just, it really, I think, kind of put things in perspective. Of And then, like, Time Warner got really extreme that they wanted to kill on-demand, period, for them because they were, it was starting to hurt uh, viewership or whatever. And I was just like, you got to... This, this is ridiculous. Like, this is the way it is now. People watch stuff after it airs. It's like people, right. that was like music companies bitching about Napster or like iTunes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? Oh, now everything's on Spotify or some other streaming service. Oh, the Beatles are on Spotify now. Like, just get used to the fact that you're paying your... I mean, I know Taylor Swift decided she's not going to be on it because they don't pay him enough, and that's fine. They should pay the artists more. But, like, you know... That's what, get, that's what, that's what YouTube is for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, get used to the whole you're paying $10 for this, and and that's how you get your music. I mean, just, that's what it is. Uh... That's, you get your TV shows that way. I mean, it's, I don't know if movies will ever go that route, but... I hope so. <laughs> the hell was that?
Something just I crashed. Hear. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I hope that... I don't know, maybe that was my dog ran into something, because he can't lay in my... I can't have him in the bed, because he has... We're trying to cure the whole place of fleas. So... Did he get uh, revolution? No, I... We got this, like, uh... It's just... We might have to buy him the damn collar. And... Uh... So, no, it's my child waking up. She fell asleep, and... Uh. I don't think she knows where she's at, really. Alright, well... I think uh, that's gonna do it here for us this week. Until... The next one. When, uh... You know, more we'll be a week closer to E3. Probably do our predictions and all that. Um, yep. As she yells at the dog. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, enjoy your games, everyone. Uh, Tekken 7 is already out. so I know we got that for review, and I'm sure people are already enjoying the heck out of that series. If you enjoy, you know, if you, if you like Tekken. Uh, the Wipeout Omega Collection comes out on Tuesday or Wednesday. Town of Light, Victor Brand also comes out for, for you guys. Uh, the Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy Episode 2, Dirt 4, and oh yeah, that Farming Simulator 18 that everybody's dying to play. You know. But, uh, alright. We'll see you later, everybody. Later. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.